0: Riders up we've got another one of our great jockey interviews coming up this one with Darius Thorpe and this one's gonna be very cool for me because I've never got the opportunity to talk to Darius uh, very much someone whose name that I've seen in the past performances Darius is coming up on 350 career wins and uh, Brian and I are very excited to have him here with us Darius thanks so much for hanging out with us today how you doing buddy oh good thank you for having me how you doing good good so We always start right off the bat because it's not like, you know, the most common thing where you're, oh, you just start working at a restaurant. How did you get into
1: horse racing? Is it, you know, what, what got you into riding horses? Uh, Well, I live with my dad. He's an assistant trainer for Leatherberry down at Laurel. So I always kind of grew up in the game (laughs) and, excuse me, and being the way he is, he will always, you know, want me to work for what I got. So he would take me to the track and, I just found peace there and I just, you know, fell in love with it just right away. Nothing was hard at it. So, And so with, with being a family, I'd imagine that it was
0: dad who probably showed you a lot of, uh, of what to do on a horse, how to be around horses. Um, You know, other than family, who might've been some of those people who showed you, helped you kind of mentored you along the way.
1: Yeah. Well, he was my, you know, how would you say? Like you yeah, my doorway in, yeah. but he physically couldn't, teach me, you know, what to do. The, the, right. yes. So he always had like connections. So I was always able to go to like the jocks when growing up and I would always learn from like JD and Trevor McCarthy and, cool. you know, some of the, the old legends like Mario Pino, they would come by and show me different tactics and things that would work for them and see if it could work for me. So I always had, you know, a little bit of connections here and there for, you know, different tactics and techniques of how to learn, you know, ways in the game. And so, for some of the folks... Wanna, it, go ahead, be, yeah, Yeah, ahead. I just want to ask something you
2: touched on. So how young were you when you were going in those jocks rooms?
1: Maybe around... I started at like six, seven. Okay,
2: perfect. So it sounds a lot like what what I dealt with. My my grandfather used to train, and I used to go to the track with him, and I'd get to go in the jocks room, and I thought it was the coolest thing ever. And I saw some things I probably shouldn't have seen in the jocks room. <laughs> I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. But, um, you know, that's that's fun. It's just... It just the way you were telling that story felt so much like what I came up with. It's just it's so much fun, and unless you've done it, you just don't really understand. Yeah, it's, so. it's
1: a lot of detail into it.
2: It's different, it's a different world there. Uh, as we
0: get to hang out with Darius Thorpe, uh, multiple stakes winning jockey, uh, Darius. So tell us um, where the journey has taken you. Tell us sort of the the road that you've been on, some of the tracks that you've been around, and and the circuits that you've been, and and racetracks that you've been at.
1: Uh, well, being in the game, you, you find out that it's, it's very detailed. Like, it's not just, oh, you get on the horse and, you know, you, you turn left. It's not, it's a lot into it. And being at different tracks, like, starting at Laurel is a much bigger track, so you have to learn the pose and how to, you know, ride the track and try to give your horse the best ability to get around there without, you know, using too much too early or trying to figure out when is the best way to – uh get your horse to kick on or, you know, play into the way they like to run. And moving to where I'm at now is Charlestown is much smaller. So it's a whole different tactic is you got to, you know, four and a half is pretty much since sin, and sin, sin, you would think. But it's actually a still a little bit of technique of giving your horse a breather in between, you know, the, the start turn. and finish. Yeah. So it's and, – and, yeah. Touch I love that because we too. haven't
0: talked about that. Yeah. It's such a basic thing, but I, none of the riders that we've talked about have kind of keyed in on that, right? How difficult that is a challenge mm-hmm. every time yeah, you the go bull, to a different
2: place. Especially because I don't think we've talked to anybody that rides a bullring regularly. Um, so yeah, like... You think as a you know I think a lot of the public thinks that oh you know it's the half mile pole time to go well yeah. the half mile pole at Keeneland is different from where the half mile pole is at Charlestown. so yep. people have to realize like it's it's very different I mean uh, our man Boca Chica has has mastered it up there I mean that guy I, I'm sure you're learning a lot from him on how to ride that track because he he seems to be phenomenal at it but you know tell the people like it
1: how much different it really is. It's, it's totally different. Like, if you, even if you gallop across the track, is you can figure out where, like, they say, you know, the quarter pole is where you want to start to get going. And the quarter pole at Laurel is way different at Charlestown. It's totally, it feels different, it's is totally different, but you still have to, it, learning the pose makes it easier because of learning the pose, essentially, it's still the same distance from, you know, that pole yeah. to the wire. But even though it's on a different side of the track, is is still so you have to learn the the track before you can just go out there and just oh uh, I'm gonna move you know halfway through the turn at Laurel and then I can move halfway through the turn at, Laurel, at Charlestown. is totally different. It's way right. shorter. So yeah, yeah, it, it, and that's interesting too because you got to think
2: about where tactics like differently. Like if if your instructions are to the cut loose at the quarter pole and and let's go, you know. At Laurel and most tracks, it's fairly straight shot. It's just mm-hmm. kind of at the hair end of the turn and then you're just straight in the stretch. At at a place like Charlestown, if you're told to move at the quarter pole, you, you're moving on the turn. You gotta you be don't careful got because you don't yeah. want to be
1: five wide yeah. in the turn. Mm-hmm. And you don't have much much time down the stretch to you know yep. make a move. At laurel, you know, you got you know forever in the day to you know just get around the leader. But at Charlestown, as soon as you straighten up, you gotta you know get busy. Yep. So
0: so, Darius, what is your, let's say it's a day where you've got, uh, you're on a few mounts in the day, um, and but you've got a couple horses in the morning. So, talk us through that that day. Like, what's your schedule like that day? What time do you get up? And then you go to the track, you get on a few. What do you do in between the races? Are you at the gym? Are you looking at the form? That kind of.
1: Okay. So, in the mornings, I usually wait for my agent. He, he does all, like, the, you know, telephone work and see if people need me in the morning. And he'll text me, you know, a schedule to when I have to be there and what horse I gotta get on what barn I go to. So I usually, you know, leave out at six thirty and, you know, get busy and go meet with him and, you know, have an energy drink or coffee or something. You know, wake me up in the morning. And depending on who it is, I'll just, you know, go to a barn, you know, jog a horse or a gallop a horse. Depending on you know, what schedule, what the what the schedule says. Yeah. And, you know, hang out there for a little bit and at break, we'll, you know, chill out, talk to people, you know, and hee-hee-ha-ha with everybody and, you know, get back to work. If not, then I'll just go home. And when I get home, I usually try to, you know, chill out and before I have to start losing weight. And, you know, I do, like, um hobbies on the side. Like, um I have, like, fish tanks and snake tanks, and I do RC cars. So I have little stuff to, you know, uh, preoccupy me in, like, the meantime before I have to, you know, go back into work and everything. It's kind of a long
2: wait. I'm sure it's a little bit different riding nighttime than it is like during the day. I'm sure like your days at Laurel are a lot different than they are at Charlestown. So, um, you know, (laughs) and let me ask you this, because I'm actually dealing with it right at this moment. Um, (laughs) You know, I don't know. Do you get nervous? I'm not necessarily nervous, but like that. More time. time, There's more time to think about it. I've got a horse in the second at Penn National tonight. Like if I was in the second anywhere else, it would be over and I would be relaxed. The rest of the <laughs> and I have to sweat out till 627 and we run this race. So do you go through that at all? Like that.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. I used used to be like that, but now I kind of, because it's night racing, you know, you don't want to like spend all day. Uh, thinking Anxious. about what you got to do at night. And then like yeah. your whole day is gone or, you know, yeah. It, it. <laughs> so I try to, you know, go home and, you know, if I got to do, you know house duties or like fun things or like you know go see people or I try to you know worry about that before I gotta come back home and so, you know, get ready for work
2: yeah and so like the pet tanks you know your fish and your snakes and and the RC cars is that what you do is kind of is that your hobby to get your mind off the track and off work and yeah that's kind of like
1: I don't I don't I don't want to be the person that you know I love horses but I don't want to you know go to work horses and then come home horses and then you know go to like a family You have to have horses. a break there. Yeah.
0: Well that's but, perfect. It's a perfect uh segue into where we were going to go next. So if you weren't a jockey, what do you think you would be doing?
1: Uh I actually went to college um for uh architect. Oh, I always wanted to oh, do uh, because awesome. I do being real like artistic and crafty with my hands. Really? So I always wanted to uh draw tattoos at first. So I was trying to find, you know, what I can major in to be, like, a tattoo artist or, you know, try to do something with, like, art. And I found drawing blueprints for houses was, like, something I really love. I always wanted to see blueprints. So I went to do that, and I was just like, you know, if this jockey thing don't work out, I always have something to fall back on. Well, um, there you go. You let me know. My dad's mm-hmm. a general
0: contractor. We'll get you some mapping up some blueprints <laughs> over there, and uh, and 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 uh, getting some uh, some homes that's ready. That's
2: interesting. That's something that's out of left field. Like we've I we've gotten it. some different things, but an architect. I mean, like that is why we do this show That's so to great. get into the mind of people like you, who nobody ever. I mean, you know, again, these horses are around for very few years. The rock stars, you know. Yeah. the they they run at two and three if you're lucky and then they're gone these jockeys man they're here every day putting in the work they're the true stars with the horses they're they're a unit they're a team um and that's why we're, we're on here and doing the show Darius, to promote guys like you and, and and let people know that you're more than just a guy on the back of the horse that won that lost the money
1: yeah
0: L- love that so uh Okay, anything cool that you're watching right now? Any good TV shows that you're into? Any movies you've seen recently?
1: Um, well, it, it might count, sound kind of funny, but I just got onto the show called uh, "How to Catch Like a Smuggler" because I, um, it like shows how people like transport stuff like into like America yes. you know yes. okay. and all that. Yeah. Okay. I just found it like real creative how they, you know, they hide it in the cars because I would never think of like how they hide, you know, different stuff you know, smuggle over into like foods and different cars. And i was just like, you know, that's kind of creative. And I just never, I wouldn't think, you know, but I guess <laughs> yeah I always is that on Netflix? Funny. Um,
0: uh,
1: I think so. I think
0: it is. I always find it funny when people like that put so much work into to, like cheating you it's like mm-hmm. if you just put all that work into being it on just, the up and up you'd be great at what you, <laughs> you were doing great. Yeah. right yeah you'd yep. be a billionaire but you put so much <laughs> into the swindling and the tinder swindler and the, the vegan uh-huh. and the you know everyone wants to cheat just like, i'm always <laughs> like wow man if you did that we you and me would be millionaires mm-hmm. we'd have a great I, podcast
1: but uh you know had but had honestly
0: Right? Yeah.
2: It, it, it's funny you say that, Gino, because, you know, before doing this, you know, I, I worked in the court system and got to speak to a lot of these guys. You know, they're frequent flyers. They become almost like your courtroom friends, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and <laughs> i mentioned that to a couple of them. Like, you, like, you're a brilliant dude. Like, you're smart. Like, if you would just stop cheating and doing the right – and he's like, but there's no fun in doing the right I know. Thing. I don't fun get the cheating, And it's like, you know yeah. – I don't know, man. <laughs> oh,
0: well, uh, how about sports? Are you into any uh, teams, any local teams or any sports that you follow other than racing?
1: Oh uh, Ravens fan all the way. From Baltimore, oh, okay. I, I got to go with Ravens.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, and they had a disappointing year, but they were so hurt.
1: Yeah, I, that's that's why I wasn't you know too disappointed, but it, it kind of blows.
0: So And so, uh, Brian's a Bengals fan, so you guys are riding. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, I was say. <laughs> Watch out, them fighting
2: words
1: there.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> we're not, uh, the Ravens have always been one of those teams. You know, it's almost—I can't say I pull for them because I'm a Bengals fan. I don't pull for them. But like those, but you know, they had them. Ray Lewis and Ed Reed and all those guys. Man, those those teams were fun, man. I it's always like an
1: exciting year. So,
2: yeah. yeah. Here with
0: uh, Darius Thorpe, jockey, who's coming up on 350 career wins. So, Darius, tell us about some of the – either the best horses you've been on, some of the most important horses, any horses that have been meaningful to you through the years.
1: Well, I, I got to start off with my my uh, stake horse, Dr. Feelgood. Yeah. Just because uh, he – besides him being a racehorse, he was just – he's so much more personality. If he was a person, you would never think that, you know – a horse could be as cool as he was, and he just, in general, when I, you know, met him, and, you know, it, everything came around, I was going through, like, I would say a slump in a game, because, you know, you, you get, you get and sour down. and stuff, Eyes and, and lows. Mm-hmm, you get sour, and I, I was, you know, at my wits of, you know, just giving it up and trying something else, and then he came around, he just he just made everything just so much easier, besides, like, him, you know, loving to run and doing everything so easy, he just he just made everything peaceful like people would go say you know you know i go to like the ocean and that's my peaceful spot like being around him was just my peaceful spot like everything would just all problems would just leave
2: that's so cool that's that's also too and i i wonder why you know because you kind of alluded to it and i've not really ever really considered it but like you know, it's not always the jockey's fault your horses aren't winning. I mean, sometimes the horses you're on just aren't good enough and you can't do anything about it. And even though that happens, I didn't even think about mentally how that would feel. Well, it's like baseball. I mean, right? I'm sure you're feeling like you're letting yourself and everybody else down when may not really be your fault, Darius. Yeah. So I never considered that. That's, a, that's interesting. I wonder, I'm sure a lot of other riders feel like that.
1: And that's what, like, I would. I had to learn growing up because it's like people look at, you know, you know, spectators and batters, they look at, uh, sometimes it makes it feel like they look at horses as, you know, machines. Like, they yep. always supposed to run as the right. papers say. Yeah. And the way I look at it is like, you know, if you wake up one day, you don't feel good. You're not going to feel like, you know, going to work or, you know, dropping your kids off at school. or Sheesh, right. You know, they, they, they have, you know, they got feelings and emotions and, you know, their bodies were just like ours. Like, they don't feel like running at night, you know, better luck next time. They're not, you know, yep. not a machine. And, and they can't talk. There. Where we
2: can talk and say we don't feel good and let you know, yeah. they don't have that luxury.
1: Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and, you know, it's not always them. If, you know, they'd be on top of their game, but if they're in like a race that's, you know, too tough or the track don't play, or how they they don't like the way the track feel or, you know, they're Maybe they're a closer and
0: they just didn't get the kind of setup they needed, right? <laughs> Maybe there's a speed horse and there's too yep. much other speed in that race. There's so many reasons why yeah. this didn't work out that day.
1: So it's, it's, it's like, it's, 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 a, it's a lot that plays into it. It's not always, you know, this horse is, you know, one to five and he's supposed to run like a one to five or he's even money. He's supposed to run, you know, if he don't feel good that day, then, you know,
0: and he's as still much- a good horse.
1: You just got to find. As Different much as
0: They're not a machine. We're not machines either, right? And yeah. so, like we were like we're saying, it weighs on us up here. When you know that, gosh, I just lost, or like I said, I, can, I compare it to baseball all the time because you see a baseball player hit the ball hard right at someone, mm-hmm. and it's like, what else? What were they supposed to do? They yeah. just crushed it. They just hit it right at that guy. You know, it's a good at bat, but and it starts to weigh on you a little bit when you you know it's 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 so, so cool that. So- That it was that horse, too, Doctor Feelgood, that picked you up, right? So perfectly named.
2: It's just, Gino, I'm, I'm still just baffled by this because, like, it's never even crossed my mind that a jockey would consider it their fault if their horses weren't winning. But But, yeah, I mean, I see that. That why wouldn't I think that? Because we all say it's their fault, right? You know, (laughs) like we all do.
1: We all blame it on the jockey, right? I I tend
2: to give the jockey the benefit of the doubt, you know.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but sometimes, you know, you you got to be like. Like me, I ain't going to say like morally, but like I go back to the, the jocks room, you know, look at the replay or like during the race, I can't really say, oh, uh, you know, dang it, dang it, dang it or something like that. I can't really, you know, reverse time is to say, yeah. but I'll go back and like look at the replay like, oh man, you know, I shouldn't have, you know, ran behind this horse's heels or I shouldn't try to tip out earlier. Yeah, or, we make you mistakes. Know. Yeah, He was like, you know, you can, I can admit when, you know, I got a horse beat, but like when it's generally not my fault or, you know, if the horse don't feel good or, you know, like you, you can tell me, as a jockey, you can tell, but you can't look at, you know, spectators and be like, Oh, well, you know, the horse ain't feel like running cause they don't want to hear it. The but it's part, like, you you know, you know what happens.
0: It's not always so linear, right? It's yeah. just, A it plus B equals C. It's not always that way. There's so many layers yeah. to these things, especially with those animals as yeah. we're, very lucky to be talking here with uh, with Darius Thorpe. So, Darius, who are some of the riders, your peers that you look up to or that you admire? Others that you think are some of the uh, the best ones in the game right now?
1: Um, I always try to look for like uh, jockeys as I ain't gonna say locally, but like not like the big timers, like you know Johnny V. Like you can look at those as idols, but you know, you know, I want to do, I want to be like. I'll see you every so often or like you're not hard to contact, you know? Yes, yes. So I grew up learning from JD Acosta because awesome. uh, we had the same body stature with strong mainly muscle and we push hard. So, you know, I learned my pushing techniques from him just so, you know, I can get a good name as a strong rider because that's, you know, that's, you want to, strong and smart. You want to finish strong and be able to think the race out. And then, you know, I put little odds and ends from like Trevor McCarthy and, you know, Toledo and, you know, people that you can, that's, that's locally, you know, easy to contact if you need help with anything.
0: And they can help you specifically with yep. tracks, maybe people, connections, yep. right. The uh, yep. owners, trainers, do you know about that person? Or you know about that horse you went on them last time, right? You yep. know, so that's, I, I like that. Cause that makes a lot, a lot of sense there. Yeah.
2: And and I've been shocked too, you know. When we first we, we asked that question to everyone, Darius, and it's very interesting because I thought the answers we were going to get is show some jockeys were just kind of Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers and didn't want to help him at all. But it sounds like everybody kind of helps everybody that wants to be helped.
1: So yeah, it's I, I think it's, that's it's very cool. Rare. It's very rare that you find you know somebody that don't unless they have like a problem personally with, with somebody. Yeah, yeah. It, they they pretty much, you know, you come to them like, hey, how's this horse feel last time you rode him? You know, and they'll let you know, you know, if there's anything wrong with them or they'll try to help you out with like knowing the horse. But it's very yeah. rare that you find somebody that says, Oh, you know, leave me alone or don't talk, to me. you know, that kind yeah, of that's cute. that's good. That's awesome.
2: Darius, what's
1: uh
0: of the tracks that you've been at so far? Give us your favorite track to ride and then a track that the track that you want to ride at the most.
1: Uh I say my favorite track. Because of the crowd, wise, like you know, you need the crowd and the fun is maybe Timonium because of the fair and you know. Oh, crowds. that's cool! That and, fair vibe is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But even though I didn't really do like really good there, but you know, I just like the the vibe. Yeah. yeah. And, cool. um, uh, maybe I really want to ride at Monmouth. But my dad, my gorgeous. dad's been there a couple times, and he said it's one of his favorite tracks and. It, in the pictures, it, it just looks like it's a fun track. So I just I want to ride there. Maybe a couple I've been times. up there
0: a couple times. It is a beautiful, beautiful racetrack. You know,
1: interesting too because you talked about
2: your riding style and being a strong, you know, pusher of the horse. And you think with Monmouth and no whip rules, man, they'd be looking for guys like you. Yeah, yeah, I'm a candidate. Well- yeah, we'll, we'll, See, get, we'll start go. pushing get that, that. agent on that. we got to we'll get start, your yeah. agent on that.
0: We'll start pushing that up there. ho you got to claim a horse, and then you got to put Darius on him up there, there, right? There we go. go. Mom,
2: it's, man, it's too
0: put expensive the, to ship put over Put the pressure on him right there, Darius. We
2: got <laughs> I'm very Darius. happy in central Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> but you okay, can come you down there and ride my horse anytime. Oh. time. Right. Before we get on to
0: FANTAC, uh, couple, a couple more fun things to ask you about. Okay um food wise if you have the chance for like a cheat meal or you don't have to worry for a day or two about cutting weight what's the meal that you go to and then give us your vacation spot too if you could pick anywhere in the world and you had a few days off to go where would you go and what would you be eating
1: uh i went funny speaking i actually flew for my first time last was it last summer really I think, oh, wow. last summer because I, I don't trust planes at all i um, no, and my my now uh, wife convinced me to you know fly because she you know went to Mexico and you know did this that and the third. She's like, oh, flying's not that bad. So I was like, you know I'll fly. Never again. But <laughs> we went to <laughs> we went to Florida and I went with um, you know another friend that's a trainer at Charlestown. and. They, you know convinced me to go to Florida and I actually had you know time to actually enjoy myself in like the salt water and you know see how everybody comes there and 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 interacts and you know everybody just acts like that all their problems go away when they hit Florida and it don't even have to be like spring break or anything it's just the warm weather the trees the the water is it was perfect so I think I will go back there and I'm really stuck on like seafood anything right. seafood I'll try so right.
0: Okay, I'm a big lobster guy myself too. Mm-hmm. We get we got good lobster and crab out here on the West Coast, so love me some of those crab legs too. Um Darius, we're going to talk a little bit about FANTAC right now, the the reason why we're here and um we're going to pull up your shop. It's really cool. You were talking about the vibe at Timonium, and one thing that Brian and I why why, why we like doing these and why we we want to help uh promote fan tack is we're big sports fans. I'm rocking my Dodger shirt right really? now. Right. The Dodgers are playing tomorrow. Brian's That's got no you point. know his red stuff on, right. Or red stuff. You know, we're playing tomorrow. It's cool that now there's an opportunity for people that are fans of you to show their support for you. And how cool would it be, you know, turning for home at Charlestown, some people up on the apron wearing the, uh, the Darius Thorpe logo here. That would be a pretty cool feeling, wouldn't it?
1: It is. Yeah. Like, you don't know, have to really worry about you know people from you know, different states and coming just to get you know a signed pedagogy, and they like that's that's pretty cool support, too. But you know, for people that can't get it, you know they can always order something off a of line and then have a little you know part of me with them. so
0: Fantac
1: that is cool
0: com and then you check out the Darius Thorpe collection. You've got t-shirts, hoodies. You've got uh, a beanie here and a pullover. That's really nice. There's an embroidered jacket. You've got the logo on there. And uh, we will be promoting this. We will be pushing this for you. And this was so cool because, you know, I've seen your name many, many times, never got the opportunity to interact with you. And now I feel. Feel like I know your story, and I—I I told Brian last week. The problem is, is now I do all these interviews and gals, and I like you so much that I want to bet on you every single time now. So, <laughs> yes.
2: that, that, yeah, it's—it's it's gonna get real interesting as these things keep going, and we've got four or five people we've talked to in the same race. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, we're gonna be in some real trouble. But uh, Darius, man, that's all right. Know. I just have more guys to pull for and get more happy. So that's yeah. yes,
0: you were such a pleasure, my friend. Thank you so much. And good luck to you. Stay safe. God bless you and your family. And I hope we see you in the winter circle many times coming up, buddy. Thank you so much.
1: Yes, sir. Thank you for having me.
0: Darius Thorpe there. Brian, another awesome one in the books. Make sure to stay tuned. Every week we'll be here with you on Better Than Vegas with these Riders Up interviews. Uh, thanks so much again to Darius Thorpe. We're going to see him getting up to 350 wins very, very soon. Yeah.
2: Stay safe, man. Yes, sir. You-